Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Like, honestly, I enjoyed it. It was a <laughs> groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man intrigued and uh, back to Andrea again. It's a great opportunity to catch up with the old ragtag bunch. Worst idea you've ever had in your entire life. A boom, 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 boom. This is the vibe because Aiden's back and he's a country boy. Yeah, he is. He's really back. He's not just back um, in concept. Aiden's back, so grab your carriage, smack her on the bum, and then you marry her at a wedding. You make her your wife, and then you spend the rest of your life with a woman who is so self-centered, you won't get your own self- Agenda. Agenda. <laughs> you did really well. And it's tough, isn't it, to stick the landing? Sometimes you've just got to run and hope that the universe will provide. <coughs> if just these um, microphones a little bit. It's nice. It's it's. Whoa. You're all right. Keep talking. People can hear me, even though I can't yeah. hear myself. Yeah, you're good. Okay, that's not true in real life, though. If I can't hear myself, people can't hear me. Eh? Um, people people can't hear my thoughts. It's so important that people hear your thoughts, guy. But not like um, not like not like in these. what women want with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. Yeah. You know what happens in that movie? Yeah. He can hear all women's thoughts. Yeah. That is scary. It is scary. To hear, like, just any big group of people's you know thoughts the, all the time. Do you know who's got that nuts. information? The worst guy. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Not great, but a great idea for a flick. Um, he was, um, listen, before he got around to sort of sharing his opinions and advertising. On Jews? Who he is by day. Yes. He's a very charismatic, he was a very charismatic actor. Sure. Lethal Weapon? Yeah. It's a fun movie. Yep. Sure. I've got a Lethal Weapon. Yeah? Your wit. Your yeah. razor sharp wit. Yeah, if that's what you call my penis. <laughs> and it is. And it is razor sharp. <laughs> it's a very scary thing. Yeah. it's uh, It's got a very pointed end. Terrifying. Almost as scary as the concept of being inundated with the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts of what every woman is thinking Aiden into doesn't, your head. Aiden doesn't have that. What he has are phenomenal instincts for what Carrie might... Well, I mean, that's just that's just 
I guess, would you call it new love? True love? Hey, now that, How would you describe? Now that Chris Parker's not here, I'm going to get into it, okay? Because oh. Carrie sucks shit. Oh, wow. And, and you I wouldn't say fucking that, hate it. You wouldn't say this in front of Chris? Well, I, I would say anything in front of Chris. I don't hold back in front of Chris. But I think this episode really showcased just what a miserable piece of shit character Carrie wow. is. The short version. Aiden's back on the scene. Yep. Her and, he and Carrie are very much in love. Yeah, the whole time. No it, tension. None. And Seema has sort of been pushed to the outside. They were going to get a house in the Hamptons. These two kind of single gals were going to spend the summer together at a beautiful holiday home. Carrie's forgotten all about it, forgotten all about Seema. Seema, very maturely, has made the decision yeah. to go, you know what? Carrie's on one. She's falling in love. Uh, for me... And she says this in the episode. She, she says, says, nowadays, Carrie, everybody, when they talk, like they've got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move the lips. It's just, just a bunch, bunch of gibberish. The motherfuckers act like they forgot about Seema. Forgot about Seema, man. And so Seema, in a moment of true vulnerability, outside of a salon, where they're both coincidentally getting their hair done, I think, at the same time. Yeah. Some shit. That happens. It happens sometimes. We're not saying that doesn't happen. So Carrie you- forces... Seema tries to make an exit. Carrie forces her into a conversation. So Seema th- says, you I know what? If we're going to have this conversation, I'm going to have a cigarette while can we I, do it. Can I say, Go on. I think Carrie was within her rights to force, in that instance. Okay, that one I'll... I'll to I'll, force that conversation. That one's fine because Carrie didn't have all the info there. And Seema has been avoiding her. So then... With no context. Seema's been ghosting her. If Carrie had an iota of self-awareness, she might have put the fucking puzzle pieces together, but yeah. she doesn't. Okay. So that's part of the context okay. here. So Seema drags her outside, lights up a dart and says, listen, very happy for you. You've, you've refound Aiden. This is great stuff. Um, here's where I'm at. And this may sound petty, but you have had these two great loves of your life. I have had none. And what I need right now is a bit of space from all of this happening with you. And Carrie says, nah. <laughs> yeah, she does. Which is so shitty. She says, no. And it just backs up my belief that this fucking character, which the show is centered around, she she must get everything she wants at all times, every time, with no downside. Well, this is before even this happens, uh, after we, we open with Carrie and Aiden at the end of a five day fuck festival in a hotel room. Truly dehydrated and withered. And they're like They've they, been sucking, they've been fucking, they have not been drinking sufficient the, water. The dialogue pointedly advertises that they've been in there for five days. And uh just then going at it. Next scene carries out to lunch with Charlotte. Like Miranda, a couple of animals. Seem Samantha, do you notice how they did that? Hey, I didn't until you just said it. Then that's and that's right on, brother. They're all talking, and um, they're just you know they're they're all catching up as friends do. Yes, and especially these guys. At one point in this conversation, I think it's after Carrie has uh, Miranda observes Carrie's still carrying trauma from her previous relationship with Aiden. Yep, and you say these women don't let each other grow. They are actively stunting each other's development. That's what yeah. you said. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I believe it. Is it? Is it? Are they Often all, one of the women makes a reach to do something a bit outside of their normal, yeah, you know, daily routine or or their normal life. Or because in this example, Carrie has gone, "Hey, living out in the country with Aiden." Maybe that's a nice picture. And they will go, this sucks. This ain't you. <laughs> Fuck that. You got to stay here with us. Keep buying shoes. 
live the life so, you've always lived. In this instance, you're kind of on the side of Carrie, although she has just 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 by defecto because she represents someone who's trying to make a move to to change. Yeah. Something. Can I also say, so long as we're talking about Carrie and her desire to check out the countryside and Aiden's place and his three teenage boys, can we, we name them? Wyatt. Wyatt. Who's the only one who gets name-checked in this episode. But he does name them. He shows her photos in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. We should remember from the movie. Yeah. Wyatt. It's like Domingo. (laughs) Dominic. Dominic de Coco. No, it's not coming. They're like country names. Yeah, they are. Wyatt, Frederick, and Howie. Homer. And there's only one left. I want to say wit. No. But I love where your head's at. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I reckon it'll come to us, maybe. Well, so she's saying, I'm going to go out there and, you know, Aiden's going to spend, when the kids are with their mom, he's going to be in New York. And when they're with him, maybe I'll go out and spend some time there sometimes. And before even she starts getting deep into explaining this idea to the girls Aiden said hey the place is beautiful this 1860 or 1816 red brick farmhouse and Carrie gets excited and she starts googling Norfolk 1860 red brick farmhouse and these sort of beautiful images come up and it's it's done in such a way because they're so in the pocket of their relationship you think this is a this, you know, they're setting this up so clearly. It's going to be a fucking catastrophe. Like, yeah. Carrie, we're, Carrie, She's got you know, this idea in her head. Yeah. Carrie's vapid nature is going to get in the way of genuine, what appears to be true love. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's going to fucking block herself by getting this big idea of what the house is like. So she does that. And then she sees, like clicks on this beautiful home. She's getting really excited. When she's at lunch, she's sort of talking about it with everyone. She wants to show them a photo. She shows Seema. Seema gets kind of weird about it. Yeah. And we're like, Seema's a real estate agent. She knows something here. Yeah. And the conversation... She's only fine the whole The conversation rolls on and Seema says, by the way, you accidentally looked up Norfolk, England, not Norfolk. And it's sort of like, we we walked all that way for that reveal that felt a bit disappointing. Mm. And then so the whole episode, while everything's going great guns between Carrie and Aiden, you're like, this is going to, you know... They can't have done this just for that bit at the start. And then you get to the very end of the episode. And there's other storylines contained therein, of course. But in voiceover cases, and just like that, I went and stayed in Norfolk. And it was better than any, you know, any picture, any... Yeah, than than I could imagine. And I was like... We didn't even see it, first off, so that's cheap. I, I I was sort of... I was sort of confused. Yeah. I thought... Well, you're also jumping ahead a little bit because... so. Seema said she wanted space. Carrie wouldn't give it to her. I can't actually remember how that conversation ended. Uh, She's sort of, Carrie begrudgingly, Carrie's like, you can't, when friends have space, do you know what it winds up being? More space. And Seema kind of holds her ground a little bit. She's like, look, good. I need, I need space. Fucking good. And then off they go. And then they sort of stop comms. And What spurred this a little bit was the fact that Carrie invited all the gals, Seema included, to have dinner with Aiden and she. It was, yeah. Her? She. Us. We want to take you. We want to take you all. But for in dinner. that sentence, as I've constructed it, would you say Aiden and her? Aiden and she. Aiden and her. I want you all to come for dinner with Aiden. With no, because don't do it in the first person. We want you all to come to dinner with us. Carrie invited the gals to dinner with Aiden and her. Her. Yeah. Okay. Is what I'd say. Okay. But I might be wrong. Do you know? I never figured out that me or that we. 
That, it's if you it's a grammatic thing. If you remove the other person, yeah, it's whatever what do you makes say? sense. Yeah. You retain that and you put yourself last because that's I. polite. Tim and I. Tim and I would like to um, so that's, I would invite like you to. to dinner. I but was, that's in the first person. We were there with... Uh, Tim and me would like to invite you yeah. to dinner. It doesn't work because you wouldn't say, me would like to invite you to dinner. So when do I say Tim and me? Um, whenever whenever, whenever me coming? works like without the other subject in there. Who's coming to dinner? Me. <laughs> Tim and <laughs> that's me? That's you would use it. Guess who's, who's coming, coming to, to dinner? dinner? Me. me. <laughs> yeah. I tried that. I made a tried to make a show called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner Me. This, is, just, this is a great pie. Was there more than just the pilot? No, Did you one. make a couple? Just walking around a neighborhood with a bottle of wine. It was really great. Trying featuring, to get us to people's houses. For featuring dinner. Nick, Sam- the talented Mr. Sampson, Nick Sampson. And Dee Brookbanks. Donna Brookbanks. Donna Brookbanks, an absolute legend. Yeah. Founder of, of Snort, comedy. New Zealand Improv Group. And of friendship. Yeah, she founded. She founded friendship she, she, found, she found she founded the idea of friendship yes. and then of course inevitably found friends because you know once you invent the wheel what, yeah. do you know what you get to enjoy <laughs> the wheels wheel. yeah you don't just invent the wheel and be like i can get it better and then you know you're fucking out there sanding down triangles <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it's not, it's the not same. the same do you know what i should do i should go back i should go back <laughs> to, to the circle the aiden <laughs> of geometry yeah Aiden is a he's a delight in this episode. The he's, whole he's, he's fun to be around. He's a I very like charismatic a actor. There's a there's a um well I don't you wouldn't call this a subplot but a thread they keep returning to which is that Carrie actually picked the wrong dude when well, she checked up with Big. after that breakfast with uh, her and the gals she's uh, walking down the street with Miranda and they're sort of they're sharing and they're both to an extent listening. They are listening. They are, They do a good job of a conversation. They're, they're There's listening. a phone call between Charlotte and Anthony, which is just 10 out of 10 American convo. It's played, it's played for laughs, and they do execute because they're both just talking about their lives, and the other one just responds by talking about their life. And then at the end, they go... No think, acknowledgement yeah. that even the other person said anything. It's <coughs> just the like, end, they've stopped talking. Now Charlotte it's my says, time. thanks for listening. But while <laughs> Carrie and Miranda are walking, talking, and listening... Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie says, I can't even say it. And then there's a big pause. And she says, I'm wondering, did I make a big mistake? Was Big, was big a, a big, big mistake. mistake? And Miranda doesn't know what to say. And, and, then I, of- and then I said something. And I said this. I turned to Guy and I said, Guy, this whole time, we've been thinking that Big was short for Big Dick. Yeah. But actually, it was short for Big Mistake. Yeah. You know, they modeled him on Trump. The fact that we forget. I I remember I I've only seen one episode of the non-canon show and I think or not like no I've probably seen I've seen more bits and pieces but uh, I remember the introduction I saw the introduction of Mister Big and he was they said like a young of... Donald they said they say they label it they yes. say he's like a young a young Donald Trump mm. um, and look at and them both now yeah, one's about say, to retain the white uh, regain the White House. And the other died on a peloton. Yeah. Undignified. Well, in a sense, they were closer than they realized when they they labeled him as like a um, young Donald Trump. In what way? Well, he's a sex criminal. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) You've you've also introduced the actor playing the character. I have. So there's a lot of... There's a lot happening here. Real life characters and do you think Donald Trump... The real life characters, actors. Was Donald Trump president in in just like that universe? No. Yeah, I don't think so no, either. No. Do you think he's still like a kind of respected businessman? He's sort of um not, like, you know, no, I, I think the most convenient option is 
is sort of the one they've picked, which is that he's neither on the up and up nor fully disgraced, so you don't have to acknowledge him. He's just sort of a fading figure. How did, how did these women vote? Someone messaged me. Oh, this is, this is now, sorry, I'm crossing the streams here, which the Ghostbusters told us we must never do for our atoms will simultaneously explode ahead, at the though. speed of light. Yeah. But someone messaged me and said, canonically, um, Dominic Toretto, who we asked the same question, what way does Dom vote? Said, canonically, he can't vote because he's a, um, a convict. Ah. So he doesn't. A felon. Well, these 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 broads can vote. Yes, they can. Oh, I feel like we might have done this before. I feel like we have previously as well. So we don't need to get into it. Because All Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Just there's the headline. Well, because they're, they're, so Miranda with a lot of guilt, yeah. but she's still doing it. She <laughs> yeah. goes out and she, you know she had the pussy hat on. She did the march, but wow, she's she's having it both ways, or is they having it neither way? It's hard to say. So we've got Carrie and Aiden who are so happily ensconced in their love that all you're doing when you're watching them is girding your loins and preparing for some sort of fucking cataclysmic disaster <laughs> or some self-created crisis, which is Carrie not willing to budge one percentage of her personality to accommodate an entire other person into her life. You're just waiting for the fall. And I, I mean, you know, I think... I'll be fascinated to see how this story plays out in the show. I did think this was a, we- a weaker episode than previous ones. It's hard to say why. I think Carrie's storyline is, is just pure happiness. The subplots we have are Miranda's back in the workplace. She's interning at, uh, at a... What's... It's a not She's at um, Human Rights Watch. A human, she's at Human Rights Watch. And she's obviously coming in with 30 years of corporate law experience. She's a very senior intern. And there is, we have to watch Miranda traipsing around the workplace with Gen Z, who... Uh, are very well, polite to her right out the gate. They certainly are. And I did say Gen Z, but is that right? They yeah. are Gen Z, yeah. They're younger than us. So, yeah. Okay. Sweet. And we're... What's the next one? Because Gen Z are in their 20s now. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Who comes next? The TikTok generation. Because Z's the last one in the alphabet. Mm. I mean, ZZ. And then you go ZZ top after that. Yeah. Oh, didn't like that. I liked it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the one guy in that band who doesn't have a beard, his last name is Beard. <laughs> That's good trivia. It's always cracked me up. It's not bad trivia. So we've got Miranda in the workplace, which at first I was sort of sighing about, but it was it was kind of interesting. She, um, she It was humanizing, actually, and it was nice to see Miranda reclaiming some power outside of her relationship with Shay. We've got Charlotte going back to the workplace. Charlotte... Her storyline is she's got a paunch. Yeah, Charlotte is uh, goes shopping with Seema because she's rejoined the art world and she wants a gallery outfit. And uh, the subplot is that her body's different from when she was 30. <laughs> 20, is, like 24 or something. Which is a, an, she's got a photo of her from the TV series, which yeah. was really... They didn't play it very heavy, but I was like, hey... She's looking at two photos. The first photo is of... The four of them, the quad squad. Uh, this is the first sighting of Miranda inside. You mean Samantha? S- sorry, what did I say? Miranda. Oh, yeah, sorry. Samantha inside of, and just like that and universe. Both, the second wait. photos of a young yeah, Charlotte, and she puts it on a hanger, and she's like, I will look like her again. And you Goal. think, you probably won't. Uh, and then we've got Shay 
We return return of Diaz. Oh my god. <laughs> still at or still at or in the midst of working at the vet. And uh actually I will say as soon as we were at the vet with Shay, you said um I could happily spend an hour here. Yeah. Situation comedy with Shay, a stand-up comedian whose like pilot went nowhere and is sort of, you know, dusting themselves off and is that a vet like that's cool there's lots of opportunity for fun characters to come in and wacky situations she's got a sassy boss named judy they they, they sorry they i beg your pardon no, they have okay. a sassy boss called judy like there's a lot of fun to be had yeah i mean do you think in the world of the show when sh- we were in there i was like let's stay here there was, just there, park those there was cameras a funny up bit. everybody put them on sticks there was a carrie's carrie's visiting shay because carrie wants to propose that uh, her and Aiden are spending a bomb renting hotel rooms for the fuck festival and Shay's having a challenging time Which with their... Sorry, kind of a nuts thing to... Like, it, Carrie knows that Shay doesn't have a lot of money yeah. and they're not quite on the bones of their ass. Like, they've still got an apartment that they're being being. So, I don't know, that to me speaks to... you got some assets and shit. But still, Carrie's like, oh, God, we're spending so much on I think, hotels. No, I think, fucking around. I think Shay is um, leasing the apartment. Rufus isn't happy. I think Sh- I think Shay's leasing the apartment, signed like a twelve month lease. The pilot didn't come through. The they moved was... back in with their grandma. I'm not Folks? sure. There's a mention. There's a brief mention. It's not it. an asset. It's Shay is Airbnb being it. Oh, to, sorry. To finish the oh, lease. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And Carrie's running around being like, "I'm spending too much money on hotels. I'm gonna rent your apartment with Aiden." And then uh, Shay says, "Well, that's okay, but they don't like." Uh... Or Shay actually also says, "I feel weird charging you rent." And in my head, I thought, you don't, feel, don't feel weird charging Carrie. Carrie could it's fine. change anyone's life yep. in this show. She really could. I mean, all this to say, while that's happening, there's a guy sitting in the waiting room at the vet uh, with a turtle. And it's sort of like played for uh, intrigue and laughs. And then... You enjoyed says, this. You're in the way for the... T- are you, uh, Carrie's like, I don't want to hold this person up if they're waiting to get their turtle seen. And Shay says, no, 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 they're here for um, their dogs at the vet. Because well, what's with the turtle? And then Shay says, well, the, the turtle is worried about the dog. And that's like a glimpse of the sitcom you're describing. Exactly. And I wonder if in the world of the show they have the foresight to have Shay create another pilot. I mean, would, wouldn't it be funny? Not Second bite of the apple. Wouldn't it be funny, but wouldn't it be fascinating if Shay's storyline went from comedian on the up to comedian holding on to comedy when they should let go? And so Shay's... Every, every, you know, every aspect of Shay's life is picked up and looked at either for a bit or to generate a it's sitcom storyline. It's hard to know in real life, and I don't know how you would depict in a story when you're supposed to abandon your artistic pursuit. Ah, it's really hard to say. You know what I mean? Because, like, arguably, there's so many of the greats who have stories where they 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 struggled and toiled and were unrecognized for so long mm. and then just suddenly everything changed and if they had have listened to all the signs the universe was giving them um okay. they probably okay. should have abandoned okay. ship don't disagree but you've been in an open mic you've seen <laughs> <laughs> do you know what happened to me on saturday i was in an event i was hosting an event and then that was all good and then we went for a drink on pitt street at a cool little bar and then I went to look for the bathroom and actually Chris Park did a very funny um did yes. you see his Instagram story of looking yeah, for the bathroom yeah, in yeah. a nice cafe traipsing through like yeah, caves yeah, and yeah, spelunking yeah, yeah. and whatnot. 
So it was kind of one of those situations. Nice bar. And then I, I, I opened a door to look for the toilet. And then there was a long corridor and it had all these apartment doors. Oh, my God. And then I kept walking to find the, the bathroom. And right at the end, I opened a door, which I thought was the bathroom. And I wound up in Red Bar while a stand-up gig was in action. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, I my head in, and then I shut the door again. And I got a message from... Um, who was it? Whoever Henry, it. Henry Chung, I think, saying, um, Do you want to get Hey, up? did you just put your head in a red bar? I was, I was looking, looking for the toilet in a totally different bar. Wow. It was a cool little Alice in Wonderland down yeah, the whole moment. That's some, yeah, real Narnia. It was like um, <laughs> that fucking fantastic Simpsons episode, Hurricane Ned. Yeah. Hurricane Neddy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they built him out. <laughs> he they walks down the hall. <laughs> the <laughs> Skinny, skinny, open the door of Barney's on the other side. Hi! <laughs> Fuck, it man. Been, it would have been... That, so- that episode, that's a real... That's a top five for me. Yeah. When We've Ned- tried everything, man, and we're <laughs> all... Oh, no, what fuck? I fucked it up. Yeah. We've tried nothing, man, and, and we're, we're all, all out of ideas. I like it when Ned's blowing up at the, the hole of Springfield, and then he goes to Liddy, and you, well, I don't know what you did, but you are a real jerk. <laughs> Uh, I would have been funny to do a set, you know, just open the door, go to the. I was you know. exhausted. I just bloody hosted a fun. Uh, what was that? I guess it was fun. No, it wasn't a fundraiser. It and then, you, but you know, you go to the bathroom and it was like, "Whoa, you were gone a while." And you're like, "Yeah, I just did a set." You know, <laughs> that they, would be. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the big con- shit. No, big set. They don't have the context that you went into another bar. That's so they'd true. Be like, wow, Tim's been gone a while. Should we check on him? Meanwhile, you're up there bombing with your new material about palm trees or whatever the hell. Could you um, imagine, though, like having to do a set with with zero warning? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't like that at all. I really need to like click into gear. It's good for you. Is it? Yeah. Just go fuck right now. Go, go. Uh, So if these cats are so domestic, why the hell am I the one doing all the dish shit? (laughs) Not a set, but it's a really good joke. I'm going to give it to you. <coughs> that rocked. Yeah, it's a new joke. It's pretty funny. Thanks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to. 
so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Yeah. And okay. now it's out in the wild. But the piece de resistance of this, the eighth episode of season two of And Just Like That, Anthony's Hot Fellas storyline. Oh, yeah. Anthony is all on his lonesome. He has fired everyone because, surprise, the outrageously buff dudes you hired to deliver bread were all doing human growth hormones. And they really crossed the line when they started injecting themselves <laughs> in the middle of a shift in the store in the middle of the day. So they're all fired, and now Anthony is single-handedly trying to keep this business afloat whilst balancing a very tricky and delicate situation of having hired Giuseppe, a down-on-his-luck poet who Charlotte stumbled across in a bookstore in the yeah. last episode doing yeah. poems for a dollar each. Yeah, He's hot. He's, he's got, got a, a massive hog. And he's Italian and cute as a button and very sweet. And, he and he's to- straight. So we can hire him. So Anthony does, and he delivers bread, and everyone's obsessed with him, and he gets on the Allen Show, and everyone wants bread from Giuseppe because he's so good looking. It's the Drew Show, but... Fuck. Yeah. True. Do you think, is Allen is Alan still going in the end just like that universe? It's... Was Alan in the last season? Alan's not been in this show. For the, do you think they knew? Like, the, the fall was coming. Nah, Alan would be nice to... Alan would be nice to SJP and even to Cynthia Nixon. She'd be a little bitch to Charlotte Davis because she thinks that she's beneath her. I don't know how it ends, but I reckon that's the, I reckon on the show, she'd be so polite and charming to SJP. She'd be lovely to Kim Cattrall. I just feel like she'd... And she'd she'd be deferential because of Cynthia Nixon's political clout, and then I feel like she'd unveil, you know, the the fourth quadrant of her personality to Shah. Kristen Davis, her name's Charlotte. My mistake. I mean that, but that you know, I've just I've just Alan'd Kristen Davis. Giuseppe, how would you feel if any of them listened to this? Who? The, Alan the, or um, Drew. It, if Drew it. listens, I'm here for it. The four, no, the Alan, the, go to hell. You're not welcome here. The core you four. You sound like a bad sort. Any of the people from the show. It would be crazy to me to think I that mean, they would crazy be the second we, doing it. It's crazy we had Greg Davies on because mm. Taskmaster is hypothetically big enough that any of those four or their families could be Taskmaster fans. Uh, yeah, that's true. Anything's possible. I guess anything is possible. <clears throat> At the end of the day, anything's possible. The world is smaller than you think. It and is. these people who are celebrities who we think are immune to the slings and arrows of day-to-day life. There's the thing about them. They're just like you and me. Just like you, you and, and I? And we're back again. <laughs> so Giuseppe turns out to not be straight. How he do we is find in fact out? 
Gay. He he Patrick Swayze ghosts Anthony in the kitchen. Anthony's like having a hard time. He's on the phone to a customer called Lorraine saying, Giuseppe's not coming out there. And I've never said this before, but you're eating too much bread. Have a protein. Then slams his bread phone down. It rocks. Every- he's like, whoa, man, you need to take it easy. And don't punch the bread. My nan used to make bread and she said she made it with love. Let me show you how. And then he comes around the back of Anthony and he puts his hands over his hands and he rubs. I imagine, we don't see it, it's not explicit, but it's a very clear come on. And it's um, it's kind of hot. It is. And he, he comes around the back and he rubs himself up against Anthony. And then Anthony, he, because I think it's just he's assumed that Giuseppe was straight. He, he was told by Charlotte. Yeah. But he flips. Yeah, he does. So Giuseppe's like, I'm gay, dude. And Anthony's like... I'm paraphrasing. And Anthony's like, you're fired. And you see immediately. So Giuseppe says, I'm gay. Anthony says, you're fired. Giuseppe's like, I'm going to get a lawyer. <laughs> he says that afterwards. This is the first thing that ran through my mind. This is, anyway, look, it's chaos. The the What's happening here is Anthony very wisely has gone, I can't have an employer who I am this attracted to and be a, a, a remotely available option yeah. romantically for me. This is ter- This is a bad scene. Yeah. And I think there's some wisdom to that. Is he lacking a bit of judgment by firing someone <laughs> the second they reveal themselves to be gay? Also, yes. <laughs> he's put himself in incredible legal jeopardy. <laughs> However, morally, I think he's sort of his heart's in the right place. How do you go about working with me? <laughs> I think we'll be fine. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, long story short, damn, that was my big swing. They they <laughs> <laughs> they hook up. Yeah. And it's super hot. Guy was making a coffee, I think, at the time. I saw it. You were watching, but from further away. I saw him. I was closer to the TV. Speaking of moments. And he says, he says, he says, um, he says, he says, uh, here's where he says, you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Just if he says, I quit and kisses him. And then, and then just he says, how about what now? And then Anthony says, I'm um, fucked. And then Giuseppe says, not yet. Not yet. He says it like um, Zazu and Lion King. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not yet. Rowan Atkinson in the show. Oh, there were. Okay, so the person who. Um, this is a boring fucking plotline that goes nowhere, but uh, Aiden and Carrie staying in Shay's apartment is disallowed because it's an Airbnb situation. You can't have that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so they make up that they are. They very badly lie to a person they keep meeting in the hall. Um, who lives opposite Shay, uh, that they're Shay's cousins. Yeah. And, um, yeah, f- fun little thing. You know, Aiden can't lie. He's like George Washington in that way. Yeah. He's it, terrible at it. He cannot tell a lie. And he says, we're, we're, uh, that's, we're they Janet- says that's they them. Points yeah, at Shay's yeah, yeah. says, that's they them. That's their pronouns. <laughs> we are their cousins, Brad. Brad and Janet. And Janet. And yeah. then the neighbor's like, whatever the fuck, doesn't really care. And I was like, Two things. That guy should be Nathan Lane, but also he's not, and he's a really good actor. He doesn't say a word in the whole episode, but does really good acting. And then later on, they reappear a week later to stay again, and uh, Aiden's like, yep, the old cousins again, Doug, and and then Carrie's like, Brad, and he's like, yeah, Doug Brad. Doug Brad, (laughs) which you love. You know, a bad name is funny, so Aiden's running running this bit where he's called Doug Brad, and it's Janet. 
Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm aware we're going to run out of time. And a lot of this is non-essential, but there is some stuff that I know that you're going to want to get to. So Aiden and Carrie, Shay's got nothing in their apartment in the way of kitchenware. So, oh, the uh, paper Aiden, mill? Aiden, yeah, Aiden calls a pepper grinder a pepper mill, which really bothered you. Mm. They buy a lot of uh, homeware. They have a really blissful moment. It's quite a sweet, it actually portrays I mean, you know, it's not it's not new love, but it portrays the blush of um, it is. Of it's a version really, of new love, really beautifully. Like, yeah. you know, the idea of them because they're not moving in together, but they get they're in the situation where they can role play what it's like choosing homeware and stuff, and it is actually quite a sweet moment. Yeah, it is. I bought it. I liked it. I uh, so we have that. Print we, it. We have uh, Charlotte trying on an outfit with Lisa Todd Wexley gets a small look in. The rest of her family's not there. She's in a cool outfit. Yeah, really good color was blocking. It, it's it was like a green sort of onesie jumpsuit type highlighter thing. green, like a with sort a, of a neon green. With a purple jacket and a yellow sort of belt slash bum bag. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's really good color blocking. It is a fantastic outfit. Charlotte tries on an outfit. There's some young woman helping out who, when the dress that Charlotte tries on is... It looks fantastic, but they all think... Or Charlotte says it's a little bit too tight. The woman goes and brings back two... Moomoos. They're not moomoos. She says in the episode, they're moomoos. And actually also, first of all, Charlotte, when she's swatting through outfits, she's like, I know what I want to wear. I want to wear this. It's like what I used to wear, but modern. She pulls out a label and you're you're thinking, surely this is a price tag thing. And she says, it's in my size. And then you said like a fucking price tag could intervene in this universe, which I loved. (laughs) Tries it on, comes back out. Basically, Charlotte has her own moment that uh, Samantha had in Sex in the City 2, which is that I am 50 fucking two and I will rock this dress. Uh, Just had to cover that off. Also had to cover off (laughs) the agenda. Well, we got a few items to get to, well, folks, before uh, because, we close off the AGM. So after after the uh, they go shopping for cookware, Shay comes to their apartment to check in because the neighbor's been like, your cousins are freaking me out. So Shay comes over and Carrie and Aiden are having a lot of romance. Um, and Carrie, this is my shining eye actually, Carrie mm, opens a bear on the counter. In a oh, way, that bit. Oh, okay. Which was totally natural and relaxed and just totally betrayed my, like... Carrie is sort of that was herself. SJP. Yeah, that she d- d- dropped out of Carrie Bradshaw for a, for a second. For a flash. That's for a right. Second. Carrie couldn't and do that. No, but Sarah Jessica Parker opened a, whips the scab off a bear on a marble bench. Yeah, it's got she a hard puts, edge, yeah. which you shouldn't do on a mar- someone's marble bench top because you will damage it. Yeah, you'll chip it. But she nails it. She crushes it. Uh, that was my shining light. Shay asks a very confronting question without really knowing it at all, but she. They, sorry, see that they're so happy. And Shay says, uh, yeah, I got a question. Why didn't this work out the first time? Yeah. And like reflecting on how lovely, yeah. everyone's having such a lovely time. They're so swept up in this romance. And Shay just goes, yeah, why didn't this work out the first time? <laughs> it feels <laughs> heavy. It feels like it's don't, gonna, don't fucking ask that. It feels like it's going to fuck them up. But don't invite that. Carrie, reflecting on her big was a big mistake thing, says I made a mistake. And then they have a big teary hug. Yeah. It's but even, Shay's still just there. It's an even And they just moment. have to stand there watching this couple hug. Uh, My but, shining light? Yeah. No, you keep going. Sorry. Well, this is what I'm getting to. Because we haven't even touched on this guy. And this guy was a scene stealer. What guy? What guy? Are you fucking the kidding me? We're at, we're at Seema's real estate firm. Oh my God. I forgot about him. Yeah. 
I know. I, I we just couldn't get through the it without honoring Elliot. It's like sometimes there's a character who's so out of place that sort of when you're in the groove of all the other boring shit going on in the episode, they're they're in a totally separate bit of your brain. They're in a fun compartment that the drawer is shut to, yeah, locked away. But let's open the drawer and welcome in a character who seems to be the love child of Tim Burton. And Wes Anderson collabing on just one television character. They've overlaid. A, they've overlaid. Each of them have overlaid their own vision and costuming on what we would call like a Jordan Peterson prototype. It is sick. <laughs> <laughs> it rocks. It's like a golf plaid outfit that he's wearing, head to toe, one pattern, very solid. Yeah. This is the annoying thing about Jordan Peterson. He's such a fucking asshole. But, like, he's doing such wild shit with his suits that every now and then you're like, fuck, yeah, all right. Yeah. You know? It's broken clock is right twice a day sort of thing. And this would be in in uh, part of the oeuvre of him being correct in his broken fashion yeah, yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, this guy is larger than life. He's fun. He's big. He's, he's, he's witty. He's charismatic. He's got a cool beard. He's got these great circle, circle glasses are so fucking cool, man. You're wearing a pretty jaunty pair of shades yourself. Do you know I need specs? I am like, um, I can feel my eyesight diminishing by the day at the moment. Really? And I, I'm overdue an eye test. And I think I need to go into um, uh, eye place, yeah. get a test, get some. Uh, I was going to name one. I was like, oh, fuck it. They're not giving us money. <laughs> Were you going to, you're not going to say optometrist. Oh, I was going to say a brand of optometrist. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But I stopped myself. You're going to say... No. Different one. That's the one I thought of. Um, Who are you going to say? Oh, Let's talk about Elliot. No, different one. What was it? Oh, yeah. They're everywhere, man. Yeah, they are. Uh, suck it <laughs> Suck it to three optometrists Anyway, watch the episode for Elliot He's in it for mm, two minutes And he hands off a client to Seema Who he's got But he's like We've got this Is he a Marvel director? Yeah, Marvel director In some ways you could think of him as sort of like A shittier version of Taika Waititi Well, he kind of I mean, truth be told When he came in with the shades on I thought it was For a flash I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah but then they took the the sunnies off, and it was not Robert Downey Jr. But no. I was like, it's it's just some big swinging dick, uh, sort of self-effacing director. It's not self-effacing; he's self-aggrandizing. Well, no, because he, he's oh he, no, he, is he a highlights yeah, his shortcomings. Right. He says I'm difficult to work with, and I'm always on the phone. Mm. But also, Elliot is uh, it's established that Elliot is gay and is sort of sick of this guy, and he's like Seema, this guy, he's, he's straight. Hot. He's straight. He's got a lot of money. He's single. I'm going to make you work with him. And seems like, I don't want to. And then eventually does. And actually, I think that's probably, in the world of the show, responsible for Seema I want know, being happiness. okay with Carrie being happy. I want happiness for Seema. Dude, you and like I her? Don't even, no, I don't know if I do, but I just want her to be happy. Because even people I don't like very much, I, I still want them to be happy. They deserve happiness as well. Yep, my shining light. Thanks for asking. It is with a fucking bullet... The French stick of bread baguette telephone that Anthony has in the hot guy's office. Oh. He's on the phone all the time, and it's a big old stick of bread that he's got to pick up and talk to people through. And I love it. 
We haven't seen novelty telephones and television for too long. Well, the second time they your had Garfields, phone in the kitchen. Your Garfields, your Alfs, your hamburgers. Um, pizzas, your hamburgers. He's this actually, is a bread and I love it. He answers a different phone in the second hot fella scene. He answers a plain black phone. Yeah, and it's boo. Lorraine again. And boo. I was like, why would you... Every time he's been on the phone here, he's been on a, bre- a loaf of Where bread. Where is the props master on this shoot? But anyway, the bread phone rules. It's not its first outing. But it's the first time I've brought it up. And also, it deserves mention. The only other thing that is worth mentioning is Harry, Harry aka Runkle. We've actually spent enough time with Harry now that he is Harry to me. Cool. And um, that's a real, that's a huge shift from you because you he's watch cool. he's Sex cool. in the City two every week for a year and wouldn't he's cross cool, that man. Rubicon. He's like he he represents a regular as you know as regular as someone can be in this show. He's like just sort of riding sidecar to Charlotte's whims and whimsies. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Harry, you're going to have to pick up the second. He's like, yeah, you told me. I got it. And then he said, I, I said, I would. Not everything's a big song and dance. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like fucking holding it down here. It's cool. It's, it's right. It's everyone around me that's acting crazy. Yeah. Kat, um, Charlotte's trying to engineer a situation where everyone will be sad. And, and she's worried. going back to work. And worried. Well, no, she. I think she just wants them to miss her. Yeah. Because she does say that explicitly. That's the subtext I was reading into. The line of dialogue where yeah. she says, will you miss me, Richard Burden? We're to her just dog. calling that text now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's enough, isn't it? Rock doesn't care. Lily doesn't care. Harry doesn't care. Charlotte's back at work with two people who are dressed insanely. And I love it. And happiness for Seema. Oh, bread phone. Fuck. Last word from Guy Montgomery and we'll yeah. wrap. Uh, Charlotte's boss. Really great energy. Comes down the stairs. I mean, Charlotte's subplot is that she, because of menopause, she feels like she can't fit into her clothes. Yeah. She goes. What? Is it because of menopause? Yeah, she says menopause is the devil. She blames menopause. She goes into work. She's got on spanks. She's got on like all this shit to try and make her fit into this dress that she thinks she has to wear. She goes into work. Two other, like Miranda and Charlotte are up against Gen X in their workplace. Uh, these two women like, oh, your boss, the boss is going to come down. She's really cool. The boss comes down. I was like, I know that woman. Bang. She plays the aunt in Kimberly Akimbo, the musical I saw on Broadway. I became enamored by her, looked her up. There's a New York Times profile. I was looking at photos of her apartment. She was in there. It wasn't sinister. She also won the Tony for Best Supporting Actress, which was well-deserved. It was a fantastic musical. Her performance was out of sight. All of a sudden, she's in the end just like that universe. I fucking love it. Are you kidding me? Funnier still... She is uh, coming down the stairs and is wearing whatever the fuck she wants. And Charlotte sees that and is like, okay, and goes into the toilet and takes off her spanks and throws them in the bin. Nice. And then takes the spanks back out of the bin and puts them in her bag. And nice. you're like, well, Great. lesson learned. <laughs> Bye. We'll find out. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that. They're at it again and they're having such a gay old time And just like that, they're back Got Montgomery and Timothy back And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.